What's up, Story Geeks? Thanks for joining us today on the Story Geeks Podcast. I'm Jay Shear, author of the time travel novel Time Slingers. And today we're digging deeper into the geek content you can find on the various streaming services out there and what we think you should watch, our top 10. Joining me today is Mike Gordon. Mike, how you doing? Howdy. It's good to it's good to hear your voice, Mike. I got to talk to Mike. What was that, Mike? About a week ago we talked about Godless on yes. Netflix. Yep, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And that's on your Patreon channel, right? It uh, will be released next week, actually. Oh, perfect. So if you want to listen to that, you can go over and support the ESO network on Patreon. Um, and you can also, by the way, uh, support Mike by purchasing some of his books and comics. So, Mike, uh, what, what's something that, that you recommend during a quarantine? Well, uh, as far as my books goes, I mean, uh, you know, the, the bestseller has always been Tiki Zombie. So uh, those books are still available, as well as um, uh, the Scarlett O'Neill stuff that I've uh, associated with. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff happening with Scarlett O'Neill this year as well, because it's going to be her 80th anniversary. Uh, wow. So, so, yeah, we're excited about both those things. And you can find all of that at uh, newlegendmike.com. Newlegendmike.com. And I can't imagine a better comic book to check out than a tiki zombie comic in a pandemic <laughs> sounds awesome dude like uh, a good humorous approach to zombies and the whole tiki vibe i like that so go pick that up um also joining me today sandra demas hello <laughs> how are you today sandra i'm swell <laughs> i'm swell i haven't heard that in a while i know <laughs> <laughs> that's good I'm bringing it back <laughs> <laughs> and daryl daryl smith is with me as well how you doing daryl I'm good. I'm I'm jealous that you got to talk to Mike because I was supposed to talk to Mike about DC Comics and then I got sick and I missed out on it. So I have oh. a, a great sense of jealousy. So I'm glad to talk to you now, Mike. Oh, and I'm glad. Yes, I'm sorry you missed out on that, but uh, we'll have you back. We'll have you on soon. Yeah, the awesome. ESO network is the ESO network is as friendly with the story geeks as is possible. We we love the <laughs> the whole crew over there. In fact, we we share we share a volunteer. We, um, we Ashley, do. Ashley Pauls works for the ESO network and for the story geeks, which is awesome. So, um, pretty cool stuff. Uh, thanks for listening in. The Sorgies podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. Highly recommend that you go out, especially at this time when we're all stuck at home in this quarantine. That's that's when we're recording this. Um, if you're listening later, uh, you should still do this. But it is join our Story Geeks Facebook group. Go over to Facebook, search for the Story Geeks, and join the group. There's always a lot of activity going on in the group, and you'll make sure you you uh, know what the latest shows are that are coming out. But in the meantime, let's dig deeper into this streaming content on all of these streaming networks. We're going to start with honorable mentions. Then we're going to go through 10 through 6, and then we'll get down to the 5 through 1 of our all of our top choices for what we encourage people to watch. Now, all of us have a different, slightly different approach to the creation of our lists. So when we talk about honorable mentions, Sandra has some things on her list that she actually wants to watch that she hasn't seen yet. So she'll mention some of those. Um, and we all have a little bit of different way of choosing these. So Sandra, why don't you start out with your honorable mentions and tell us like kind of how you constructed this list of your top 10 plus your honorable mentions. Ooh, okay. So I love that you're giving us honorable mentions because that is definitely how I roll. And I know it's how you roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We keep, you know, we have to just go above and beyond, right? That's right. So in creating my honorable mentions, I thought of shows that um, either I, I have seen, but I want to see again, mm. or I've 
they've been on my radar and I just haven't had time because I'm mm. just constantly running around. You know, I'm an extrovert. So I'm the one who is like, oh my gosh, I'm at home now. Like, <laughs> so um, my honorable mentions um, on Hulu, and I really did try to like diversify, right? So mm. um, on Hulu, um, I really want to see Nosferatu. So mm. that is um, based on Joe Hill's book. And Joe Hill, if you all don't know, is Stephen King's son, but um, was very good about not trying to tap into that nepotism. So he goes by Joe Hill. And um, it's kind of a new take on vampires. So I really want to check that one out. Um, I did enjoy um, his comic book series, Lock and Key, and I enjoyed Horns. And uh, so I think I'll, I'll like this. Um, mm. Joe Hill is very much like his dad in the sense that he uh, has my attention. Um, other honorable mentions, I've seen this show, but I kind of fell off once we started to see some sonic sunglasses, and that is Doctor Who. Mm. Um, that's on Prime, and I want to get back into it. I haven't seen um, the rest of the um, Peter Capaldi I haven't seen the rest of his doctor and then the new doctor. I haven't seen her at all. Um, so I kind of want to check that out. Um, I started watching Bojack Horseman on Netflix. Mm. I don't know if you've heard about it. I have heard about it, but I don't really know that much about it. Yeah. It's like, it's like this horse, but he's just <laughs> like a human, you know, cause that's normal, I guess. Um, and he's like this nineties, sitcom has been so he's living in present day but he's just reminiscing and he's like you know he has like d-list status um so it's just funny to kind of see this whole other world with like animals and humans like just weird um just a weird show but it's funny um probably not safe for kids but but that one is is kind of funny and then this one oh Jay, you're going to like kick me off the team. I know. I already know what you're going to say. I feel like I know what you're going to say. I don't think you're going to know this. Oh, no. So this is on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. And it is a movie that I think I've seen from beginning to end, but not really paid attention to it. And I don't know any of the like jokes or references i don't get that when i see memes i don't understand the significance <laughs> and that is the emperor's new groove oh <laughs> i know his new groove is awesome i know and i'm like oh jay's gonna kick me off the team because <laughs> remember you, you fought for whoever the guy was Cusco. yeah that was, one uh, my choice yeah 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 and overrated yeah, we'll see how. I think, Overrated. He, oh well, man, you're both off the team. No, no, I was with Daryl. You were fighting for Woody, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I was all about that, but I don't know this guy, Cusco or whatever his name is. Oh man. So I wanted. To- Jay has a David Spade thing. He 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 loves David Spade. I do love David Spade, and he is hilarious <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> well, what I've seen him in, he does have this. Just, I mean, all of the um, what do you call it? Um, Chris Farley interaction, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the two of them together, I really liked. So yeah, you know, I think I'll, I think I'll enjoy it. <laughs> so I want to check it out. You I'll, have to. I'll check report it out. back to you. Yeah, report back. Report back. <laughs> like, we 
before you let me in, sir. I've don't, watched don't it. Don't be Team Daryl on this. Be Team Jay on this because <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> those are my honorable mentions. Nice. Or, or I like dishonorable, those. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us about how you compiled your list and then go through just some of the honorable mentions you threw out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, my list is uh, made up of, I'd say, franchises more than just single series or uh, TV series, um, uh, or certainly not a TV episode. Like so, mm. uh, so some of mine are are all in uh, all in one. Like mm. I couldn't just say, well, you know. Um, like, let's say if we were talking about Westerns, right? I wouldn't say like, I'd just say Gunsmoke, you know, or, or some like Wyatt Earp stuff or something like that. Like something that would be like, in, that would encompass like everything rather than just a single thing. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, not to give any of my, uh, picks away, but, um, so that's how I went. So, uh, because in some cases you can get a lot of, uh, depending on the streaming service, you can get a lot for just a little bit. Right. Mm. Um, a lot of access to just everything. Um, so that's what I did with that. As far as my honorable mentions goes with my honorable mentions, I stuck with um, anthology series. There's tons of science fiction anthology series out there, uh, some of which I've sampled. I haven't seen all of these. Mm. Uh, I certainly haven't seen all of all of these. Uh, but we've got, you know, the original, uh, probably the best uh, sci-fi anthology series ever, which is Twilight Zone. You can mm. not only watch the classic episodes on CBS Access, but also the new ones. Mm. Um, uh, Netflix has Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. And they also have uh, Love and Robots. So two science fiction uh, series anthology shows there. Uh, Apple TV brought back Amazing Stories. Um, I don't think they have the original ones, which is a shame. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if you can get those streaming somewhere, but I'd like to watch those again. Uh, but I'm, I'm really curious to check out the new ones. And uh, Amazon Prime has uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Mm. Uh, all of those look like they're pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I think they're ones, they're ones that you can probably not just binge, uh, but you can just sample here and there throughout uh, whenever you feel like it. Mm. Those are great. Yeah, those are all great recommendations. In fact, to your point, um, Sandra, wasn't it you that was just talking about oh, Twilight God. Zone being one of your most impactful? Oh, yes. So uh, <laughs> we are we are buddies right now uh, because I love <laughs> the Twilight Zone and I love Black Mirror. And I just added Love and Robots to my my uh, watch list. I was going to say Q because I'm old, <laughs> but my watch list. Or Remember whatever. discs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I rented it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Daryl, how did you compile your list and what's on your honorable mentions? My list is compiled literally of what I've been able to watch during the quarantine. <laughs> um, I've been really busy. My, my job is still intact and has changed to where I am busier in this context than I was before. So, and you know, I've got two kids, so I've had a hard time finding time to watch things. Um, so my list is made up of whatever's there basically. Mm. Um, uh, and honorable mentions, I, I don't have a lot because my list pretty much comprised everything, but I will say, um, uh, I know this is a huge category, but my seven-year-old son and I have started watching through the MCU. And oh, so, awesome. 
And you know we're 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 not doing everything. We're doing like the really fun ones. So we started with Avengers. Figured that was a good place for him to start, and he oh, loved yeah. it. And so that's been really fun. Go from Avengers just straight to Infinity War. Just freak him out. <laughs> yeah, well, he's actually he's seen most of Infinity War. So oh, has he really? Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's really all I have for honorable mentions. All everything else I'll save from my list. But um, I will uh concur about amazing stories i would love to go back and watch the originals again and i'm excited to see the ones on apple tv Mm, yeah yeah very cool very cool um by the way i sandra i think it was you that mentioned the twilight zone marathons that would happen oh yeah holiday thanksgiving and new year yes thanksgiving and new year's i was all about that although i would freak myself out because the uh the William Shatner one with the monster on the oh, yeah. wing. For whatever reason, when I was a kid, that would freak me out. Yeah. I could not sleep after that. You know oh, what? Well. So this is totally off topic, but like, yeah. I, I wonder if I looked for it. And if they had this streaming anywhere, please tell me where. And that's Tales from the Crypt. I love that oh, show growing up. Interesting. That's but a good it's, question. I'm not sure if that... I know that they just brought back... Um, what was it? Creep show? Oh, yes. what? And yeah. and it was just available on Shutter TV, mm. but now they're going to start showing them, I guess, back to back episodes on AMC. Yes. So, mm. um, uh, so yeah, I'm curious to, to check that out as well. This is such the difference between Sandra and I because she goes, <laughs> one of my favorite shows was Tales from the Crypt, and I remember the Crypt Keeper <laughs> commercials would freak me out. I'd be like, dude, I can't even handle this commercial, dude. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh it's a different different deal. So uh, my list was created. I go I'm going across all the the platforms, um, and it was created basically by me saying, "What's something that I have not spent a lot of time on the podcast already talking about?" So it's stuff that you haven't necessarily. I may have referenced it at one point in time, especially in some other top ten lists, but you haven't heard me dig deeper into these things. Um, and so let me just throw out some of the honorable mentions to you. You get you get a feel for it. Uh, the letter for the king um, just came out a few weeks ago, right? Like kind of like right when the stay-at-home order came to California. It is on Netflix, and it is basically like um, Game of Thrones if it was targeted at like like young adults. So it's not it's not bad. It's not like there's no gratuitous scenes or anything like that. But it is extremely well done. The production uh, value is very very high. So I'll throw that. I haven't finished it yet, but it's very very good. Um, also another honorable mention for me is the Punisher. Uh, it's showed up on other lists of mine in the past, but the Punisher I think is really good. Um, I've talked a lot about daredevil on this show, so I'm not going to talk about daredevil. Daredevil is technically better than the Punisher, but, um, I haven't talked a lot about Punisher. (laughs) It is really good. And then the other one that I would say is not really good, but I just love the style of it. And I thought the, um, I thought the characterization was really cool. And that was carnival row and carnival row is on Amazon prime. Um, and I just love that aesthetic. It's sort of like a steampunk type of aesthetic. And um, the show, I think, is still finding its way. I'm pretty sure it got renewed for a second season. And I think the second season will be quite a bit better, which I would also say about The Witcher, which would probably be an honorable mention for me as well. Although the quality of The Witcher, I, I would say, is not great. But I think in season two, it will actually improve a lot. So 
those are those are my honorable mentions for this. So now when we go into the top um, 10 through 6, we're going to save a little bit of time by just having everybody list out their 10 through 6 and, and talk about a little bit about why they chose them. And then when we get to 5 through 1, we'll actually spend a little bit of time talking about everybody's 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Um, so I'll start with you, Mike, on this one. What are your 10 through 6 recommendations for geek content out there on streaming? Okay, these are not only recommendations that I have seen, but also ones that I am currently or I recently rewatched. Oh, perfect. So uh, these are ones that are definitely in my wheelhouse, and, and hopefully other people are, are, are checking these out as well. Uh, number 10, uh, the Spider-Man animated series. Uh, this is the one mm. that was done uh, in the 90s. Mm. I think it's the best one um, that uh, I've seen. Uh, I must admit, when it aired, I don't think I watched a lot of them. Uh, so mm. uh, now is the time to just stream it. Um, and uh, that's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, number 9 is uh, Titans, and that's on the uh, DC Universe uh, Bravo. app. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew we were going to be able to get together and talk about Titans at some yep. point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 8... Uh, I'm sorry, did I skip around? Yes. Uh, number eight would be... Uh, see, I just lumped these all as the Arrowverse stuff on Netflix. Mm, um, sure, I mean, sure, Netflix sure. has all of that stuff, and it's, you know, you can pick and choose what shows you want to watch. Uh, if there's anything that I definitely recommend, it's a lot of the crossovers. Mm. Uh, the crossovers are a lot of fun, and I don't know if you necessarily have to. I mean, they mean more if you watch the series that they're mm. that they're all involved with, of course. Mm. Uh, so, um, uh, but I've enjoyed all of those uh, over the years, and uh, it's a it's a good time to rewatch a lot of them. Mm. And then my number six is uh, Amazon Prime's uh, Good Omen series. Yes, mm. uh, a series that. Uh, I, I loved uh, seeing uh, when it initially came out, and uh, I'm I'm just uh, a rewatch of that is really good. It's um, I think it's I hate to say this, but I think it's better than the book. Mm. Seven is good omens. Oh yeah, number six. Sorry, number six is Penny Dreadful on Showtime. Uh, oh yes, uh, especially with the new series coming. Uh, mm -hmm. What better excuse do you need to rewatch the old two? I know I uh, the other two three. Um, well, and, two and a half because it got canceled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they yeah, did get to finish. They did finish. It was just a, an abbreviated right. an abbreviated season. Yeah, Such a great, fun series. I know the new one is probably not going to reference it much at all. Mm. But still, uh, it's worth rewatching. Mm. Yeah. It's going to show up on my list, and we have to talk about it some more. Um, Sandra, what are Ooh. your 10 through 6? Oh, man. Okay. So number 10 is on Amazon Prime, and that is The Boys. So this, I love that we get to see what happens when heroes don't act like heroes and what that world looks like. Um, so I recommend that. Um, my number nine is on Hulu. This is a movie. It's called Little Monsters. It's not. Oh, yeah, the, with, it, not no, the Fred Savage? The, okay. No, 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 no. It <laughs> is like a woman with Lupita? <laughs> yes, it's not the Fred uh, Savage movie. That. <laughs> it's with um, Lupita Nyong'o, and it's a uh, comedy horror, which you know is, like, completely on brand for me. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. So, and, you know, if you don't have a lot of time, but you can just watch a movie, not this whole series, um, then check out Little Monsters on Hulu. Also on Hulu, and I haven't watched, 
I think more than just one or one and a half episodes and that is Castle Rock so this is very much like a horror list for me Mm. um it's like a psychological psychological horror anthology Mm. based on Stephen King's world and the the world that he's created um so I need to catch up on that um number seven I was tossing up between and they're both I mean this is a Stephen King heavy list as well so um or King King related list because Mm. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go with Lock and Key which is by Joe Hill based on his comic book series which is like a horror drama um Mm. Supernatural and then similar to Supernatural kind of horror drama is The Haunting of Hill House I'm I'm not allowed to watch The Haunting of Hill House (laughs) and I, I say that jokingly so uh, <laughs> when I was watching it, uh, you know, I would watch it at night when, you know, my daughter was asleep and my husband was like, stop it, because I kept screaming. <laughs> That's hilarious. And like, I'm, I'm totally down to keep watching it, but it kept like, I kept screaming. So, so you yeah. haven't actually finished this, the season? Oh, I totally finished it. I, oh, I want to rewatch it. you want to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it, got it, got it, got it. I haven't seen Castle Rock all the way through, but I seen the haunting of hill house i want to say more than once i've gone through that Mm. um and then lock and key i've gone through once Uh, my number six and this is on netflix and i think also hulu they're sharing um and that's the good place oh my goodness that show is so fantastic it is filled with deep like theological philosophical ethical questions just like anyone who is that sort of like brain nerd who's just constantly thinking about ethical dilemmas and like how would I respond and I mean I don't know that's kind of the circle I roll in so it's completely like the language that Mm. I speak and the people around me speak Um, but it's also very funny it's very touching Um, Ted Danson is hilarious Kristen Bell is hilarious Um, it's just a great show so yeah that's my uh, six through ten Nice. Man, I'm ashamed that Good Place didn't make my list. I was like, oh. why was I not thinking? Because that's one of my <laughs> that's one of my favorite shows over the last like decade. Yeah, mm. I think we can just share our list because there's so much that we have in common. So sure. we're good. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I of uh, the mo- probably the most controversial thing I'll say in this podcast is that my wife and I have tried to watch The Good Place, and we just can't we just can't get through that much of it. We're like, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Oh, uh, I know. It's like, I don't get it. Everyone loves it. And so I, I'm sure for whatever reason, I'm just, I just don't get it. But anyways, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, well, David Spade's not in it. So yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. If he was in it, I, I guarantee you I'd watch it. You have to um, just, you have to just go Bortles and then, <laughs> you know, kind of fake that you're in. <laughs> yeah. No, it did take me, what has it been? Almost 10 years. Nah, well, yeah, a little over 10 years to get into community. And now I love it. So maybe oh it's just gosh. I'm behind the times. I'm just behind the times. Such a good show. I love yeah. that show. All right, Daryl. Let's hear your 10 through 6. Okay. Um, so, again, not all of these I necessarily feel that strongly about. So, um, well, I, well, I'll just I'll explain that it's, as I go. Daryl's sort of top ten because well, you know because I have, to sell it. I yeah. haven't had that much time to watch stuff, so this is the best that I've been able to do. Yeah. Here's so, the stuff you should not probably watch, but no, no, no. I'll, clar- I'll clarify. I'll clarify. Go, go for it. Go for it. Go so, for it. um, 
So number 10 is a show that is on Amazon Prime. Um, it's called Tales from the Loop. Um, oh, yeah. And it is a show about this small town that sits on top of this organization that like exists to defy the laws of reality and physics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very broad. It's based on a series of paintings. Whoa. <laughs> nice. I know, which is really interesting or inspired yeah. by a series of paintings. Um, so now I've only seen the first two episodes of it. Uh, we kind of stopped because the second one was so freaking depressing. <laughs> it Aww. was just like such a downer. Um, but it's interesting. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'll pick that one back up or not. Okay. Um, number nine is something that's not really in my wheelhouse, but my son loved it and it was really fun to watch it with him. And that is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no way. <laughs> which which is one of the movies that got released early. Um, mm-hmm. So it's on, I think, all of the streaming services if you're willing to pay for it. I think it costs like 20 bucks. But but um, I had a really good time watching that with my son. He just cracked up. And it is, it's a good movie. Hmm. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. But it's good. It's got a lot of heart. It's funny. Hmm. And um, Ben Schwartz does the voice of Sonic. And Ben Schwartz is one of my favorite comedians. He's hilarious. Um, number eight is a movie that I recently watched with my wife that you might not think is a geek film, but when you think about it, it really is. And it's yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. It's a total such geek a good film. movie. Yeah. yeah. And we love that movie. It's so good. So, so good. If you don't know what it is, some, basically something happens in the world and there's a blackout and nobody remembers who the Beatles are. <laughs> There's actually several things that nobody remembers, but the most prominent is nobody remembers who the Beatles are except for this one guy who is a singer and he realizes that he can pretend that he wrote all these Beatles songs and everybody just loses their mind and he gets famous and really cool movie. Um, Number seven is actually a documentary that I watched most of today. I haven't finished it, but the reason it fits into the geek realm is because it's a documentary about comic book stores and um, it's called my comic shop country. And it was, it was released, I believe in 2018. So it doesn't take into account, you know, the realities of what's going to, what could happen to comic shops because of the recession and COVID and all that stuff. But um, it does look at the declining nature of the comic book store industry Mm. and how, geek culture has completely blown up, but that hasn't necessarily translated to the comics themselves. So true. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's an interesting look at that. If you love comics and if you love comic book stores, which I do, it is a a cool thing to watch. And then number six for me is another show that I haven't seen a whole lot of yet, but I really am enjoying and can't wait to watch more of. And it's a new show on AMC called uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere. Mm. And I'm going to let me read the quick little synopsis from IMDb because it says it way better than I could. Uh, Feeling as though there's something missing in the lives in their lives. Four ordinary people stumble across a puzzle hiding just beyond the veil of everyday life. And their eyes are open to a world of possibility and magic. Nice. So that doesn't tell you a whole lot, but it's a very mysterious show and it's all sort of uh, the baby of um, Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother, mm, mm. who uh, 
is more than just a goofy actor. He's actually a really interesting writer and loves sci-fi and stuff like that. So mm. that show seems pretty cool and I'm excited to watch more of it. Nice. That's good. That's good. I'm going to, I'm already learning stuff. I want to go. <laughs> watch I know now. I'm making a list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and I have to say too, by the way, uh, you said Ben Swartz is like one of your favorite comedians and he's in my favorite gif. I don't call it a gif. I call it a gif. Just FYI. See, he's <laughs> in my favorite gif of all time where it's it's from Parks and Rec yeah. where he leans into, uh, I can't remember the dude's name actually. Now Adam Scott. Yes, Adam Scott. And he goes, the worst. worst. That's oh, my yeah. favorite of all time. 100%. You can use that gif anywhere. Anyways, total <laughs> See, this is this is where I can say something controversial and piss people off i can't get into parks and rec mm. <laughs> oh really get out. oh yeah. man i, lo- I love parks and rec <laughs> just doesn't work for me i don't even care that ben's in it like he does he does lots of improv podcasts and stuff like that like i'll enjoy him there that's that's more my wheelhouse <laughs> well <laughs> at least well, watch the scenes with him and mona lisa with, which are hilarious like yeah, i yeah, love yeah. the don't be suspicious don't be suspicious <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good show. Uh, we'll have to just sit with Daryl and just pester him until he yeah. watches it again. Um, <laughs> all right, so my 10 through 6. I'm going to agree with Sandra on number 10 because I also have Amazon Prime's The Boys. Oh, you. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's definitely adult. Um, and if you want to hear me break down a couple of the themes, uh, capitalism and actually evangelical Christianity, which are heavy themes in The Boys, you can go over to our YouTube channel because I did a couple of videos on that. Um, also, Sandra's going to like this one, but it's probably higher on her list. Coming at number nine for me is American Gods on Stars. Um, I would probably have American Gods in the top five if it had just been season one. And season two is really good. There's no, there's no problems with it. But I also think that uh, it, it didn't live up to season one for me personally. Mm, that is a good um, point. Yeah. So otherwise, it would be in my top five. Um, coming in at number eight is a show that we probably should have talked about in the podcast at some point in time or still could. And that's the umbrella Academy, which I think oh. is a phenomenal show. Mm. I think a lot of people slept on that show, by the way. I like, did. I, yeah. It's such a good show. I know a couple people started it and they're like, this is too weird for me, but I'm like, no, you just got to get through some of the weirdness. Cause it's so good. I love that show. Season yeah. two is on the way. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. The characters really make that show work for sure so that's that's a uh, highly recommended for me um coming in at number seven the first movie that i have on here actually and that is book of eli which is on netflix oh yeah and i don't know why i have not got ba- gone back and watched that again because that's such a fantastic movie um basically it's the end of the world and it's the apocalypse and denzel washington has something that everybody else wants and yet he's blind trying to make his way through the apocalypse. Good, good, good stuff. Um, has some, Gee, I uh, don't know why you wouldn't want to watch an end of the world movie right now. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. <laughs> too close to home. Wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, too, maybe a little too close to home. Well, but here, here, this is a good one. Now, my number six is as far away from the modern day as we can probably get. Uh, if you had told me, see, I didn't know this. I, I watched the first episode of this series without knowing, without having context to what I'm about to say. And that is this show is a prequel to one of my favorite novels of all time, which is distinctly for kids. And the show is distinctly not for kids, but it's a prequel to treasure Island. And the show is black sales on stars. 
Um, my wife and I went through all four seasons of Black Sails and loved it. It's definitely like fantasy pirates. It's not like super realistic pirates. It's more like Pirates of the Caribbean for adults. Is it like um, is it like Twilight Pirates? <laughs> I don't know if I call it Twilight Pirates. I would call it more like Game they, of Thrones Pirates. Oh. Do they sparkle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sparkle a little bit, but only when they're in the sun. Maybe like True Blood. True only blood when they've pirates. had too much grog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True Blood. <laughs> there, there you go. That's that's a that's a very similar one. I really liked Black Sails, um, but uh, but I know some people might. They they do have they do have a, a reveal in season two where they did not foreshadow it well at all and it kind of like you kind of have to stop and go like wait what are they saying and then you, when you realize that it's fine but like because they didn't foreshadow it you're hit with like what is going on right now but anyways total aside um now we're gonna get into our top five and we're gonna take a little bit more time with each one of these um we'll give our top five and then we'll each each say a little something about it um and daryl i will have you kick off the discussion here with your number five all righty um so hear me out um (laughs) (laughs) it's always good when you lead with that (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so uh the other night i was watching bad boys for life with my wife now that is not my top five but for some reasons that i can't say without spoiling that movie so if you don't care i will spoil it but i won't if you don't want me to um it reminded me of another Will Smith movie that I have recently seen that I think people sort of crapped on and deserved way better than it got, and that's Gemini Man. Oh. Mm, I thought you were gonna say Hancock. <laughs> no, I don't. I I crapped on Hancock too. <laughs> but I loved Gemini Man. I thought it was really, really interesting and really well done, and um. The uh, you know sometimes you can kind of see through the effects of the young Will Smith and sometimes it's amazing and it looks incredible. Other times it's distracting, but I thought the story was really interesting. I thought his character was really interesting. Um, the other ca- the other kind of main character in the movie, who uh, I believe is played by Lizzie Kaplan, or is it Mary Beth Winstead? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's one of those two. I always get those two mixed up. Um, she's really cool too. So I think people should give Gemini Man a chance. Um, you can you can rent it on Amazon. Um, I'll lend you my Blu-ray. It's really good. <laughs> so send send Blu-ray requests to. <laughs> That's right, Daryl at yeah. Um, cool. I've never. Mary, seen that. It's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, by the way. Okay, she's the one. Cool. So. I haven't seen that, so that's definitely going to be something that I'll check out. Sandra or Mike, have you guys checked out Gemini Man? I have not seen it. Oh, we all have to watch it. Watch Party. Like, I wasn't super excited to see it because I wanted to see it, but people gave it such bad reviews, and it wasn't all that highly regarded. Hmm. I ended up watching it on a plane on the way home from Texas. Um, just because I'm like, all right, you guys, re- what the you guys heck? remember? You guys remember what planes used to be like? <laughs> oh yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of people in a tight enclosed space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> There's the a man th- on the wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyways, you saw it on a plane. Sorry, I'm, I apologize. No, I just, so that's that's how I happened to see it, and mm. I was just I was so struck. I was like, oh my gosh, this movie's great. So 
Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. I find that anytime I watch a movie on a plane, I have to rewatch it later if it, if I liked it even a little bit. Uh, I recently did that with John Wick Two because mm. um, I had saw that the first time I saw that it was on a plane because uh, you get a hard time hearing and it's just not a you know great environment to to sit down and really watch a movie and and really invest in it. Uh, I picked it because I figured it'd be low on dialogue, so I wouldn't have to miss much. And um, and I was right. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> but I recently rewatched it because I watched uh, you know I watched John Wick three, so I went and watched the second one again. Mm. I didn't rewatch the first one because I didn't want to see the dog die again. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> but, is like the mo- one of the most brutal shootouts in, or mo- one of the most brutal killings in all in all film, really. Oh. Yeah, once you can get past that, it's pretty fun. But yeah, yeah that that initial uh, gut wrenching scene is yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandra, what's your what's at number five for you? All right, so I've been all about like horror anthology. <laughs> so now for something completely different, um, I just watched this. It's on Disney Plus. Um, mm. This is something for the kitties, and um, I loved it. So I, I'm going to just say, hey, yeah, it's something to put on, either sit and enjoy it or even have it in the background. And that is a celebration of the music from Coco. Oh. It is oh, the, the, uh, the, the, the actual Bowl. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So first of all, I had no idea who Carlos Rivera was. But then mm. he got on screen and I'm like, hello. I, lo- I love this this show already. Um, so my cousin, he's a terrible singer. Like, oh well, no, it's, it's cool. He's it's also fine. a really good singer. <laughs> but, uh, no, my my cousins and I were all texting each other, like, who is this man? He's amazing. Um, so that was just a lot of fun. Um, you know, I was smiling watching it. Um, great music, a lot of um, just pride in my heritage and stuff. So I really. I really recommend that for anyone who liked Coco or um, who likes good music um, with the Latin flavor, of course. So that that is my uh, number five. It's not like any story or anything. It's really just the stories or the songs from from Coco. Uh, my number five. Um, I I think um, one thing that's cool about you know using this time if you have it uh, is to go back and rediscover classic stuff. Um, or discover it if you've never watched it before. And uh, on that note, um, you know, uh, Sandra mentioned earlier about um, watching Doctor Who and Doctor Who, the new, like new Who is available, I think, on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think it won't be after once they get the uh, HBO Plus service up and running. I think they've got the rights to show the new Who stuff. But um, all the classic series, so 40-some years of Doctor Who is available. Uh, all the stories that are available. I mean, there's some that are lost to time. But everything, all the, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh Doctor adventures are on BritBox. And um, as a Doctor Who fan, if you're not a Doctor Who fan, it's kind of a good... I mean, if you really want to start from the beginning, like, there you go. Like, right in, you know, 50 years ago, uh, you can watch the very first episode that ever aired. Um, But also, if you're like me and you just sort of rediscovered New Who um, and uh, rediscovered the franchise that way, it gives you a chance to go back and watch a lot of the classic episodes as well, which I've been doing. Um, Now, granted, I get to do it for one of the podcasts that I'm on, which is Earth Station Who. Uh, Mm. So we review classic stories all the time. And a lot of times when we do so, um, I watch them uh, um, 
you know, for that for that reason. But it gives me a good excuse because I'd like to watch them anyway. So um, and so I watch them out of order um, and that's fine. Uh, but I will say that um, if you had to pick any time period uh, during the classic era that I would focus on, it would be uh, the fourth Doctor era. And granted, that's uh, seven years. Um, so there's uh, a few seasons there. But the Tom Baker era is my favorite. It's the one that got me interested in when I was a kid. And rewatching the, I have rewatched those from the very first Tom Baker episode to the last. Um, I did that per, on my own uh, recently, and that's totally worth it. A lot of them do still hold up. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's good to hear you advocating Doctor Who because, as Daryl and I often say, <laughs> like, which is not a show that either of us have watched much, and so it, we yeah. always catch flack for it. And it's one of those ones where people go, oh, well, you know, it's too late because it's been around for 50 years, and so I, I can't really get it now. Like, you know, like, right. I can't go back and do all that. Well, uh, you don't have to. Uh, you know, you can start with, uh, I recommend if you're, if you need a place to start, start, pick a doctor and just start with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, you know, uh, cause certainly when I started watching Dr. Who back in the day, I didn't start with the first one. Uh, yeah. so, uh, so I, I think, uh, it, you know, it, uh, is a good time to, to jump in if, uh, if you're so inclined. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I'll have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> um, my number five has been mentioned. Um, I am on the same page with Mike here. And if, Sandra, if you haven't seen this show, then you, like, legit have to go watch this show as soon as you can. Ooh. And that is Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. I Penny have. Dreadful I, I haven't. is amazing. Like, like, I will tell you that... I think that so so the reason why I think some people have slept on Penny Dreadful is because in season three, it basically got um, it basically got canceled, but they were notified it was going to get canceled, and so they had to do an abbreviated season. So like there are some new characters introduced in the beginning of season three that like literally there's no ending for them because like mm. they just couldn't they had to end the main character's story. By the way ended it real well i think because i because mm-hmm. i think that that was the arc they were kind of taking her in anyways and it was just a matter of like how fast they were going to get there so it's um, three seasons it's three seasons it's kind of like more like two and a half i mean i think the the third season it's not too abbreviated things like eight episodes instead of ten or something like that um and it's about basically universal's classic monsters what? And, and, and some additional other characters um, from classic literature uh, thrown into the Victorian era setting where there are basically like skeptics and non-skeptics and how they deal with uh, the supernatural paranormal science. Like it's just phenomenal. The, the style is if you liked Carnival Row, then you will like basically love Penny Dreadful because it's so good. And Timothy Dalton is amazing. Uh, Eva Green is amazing. It's, it's probably the only thing that I've watched that I really liked Josh Hartnett in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you didn't like Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably his second best, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he, plays an, he plays like an American cowboy kind of guy. Uh, and it's just all across the board amazing. I, I can't say enough good things about, about Penny Dreadful. So that's my five. That's my number five. It's on my um, list. <laughs> yeah, so, Sandra, what is, what is your number four? My number four is on Amazon Prime and y'all talked about it already good omens oh yeah 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 that yes. that is 
such a good show. Um, I read the book. Now, it took me a couple of tries to get through the book just because I'm I'm very much used to Neil Gaiman. I hadn't read any Terry Pratchett. And, you know, he, he's irreverent. So it was kind of, a, a you know, hard for me to kind of get through that. But then I finally got through it. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so the show, I think, is a wonderful adaptation. Uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant are fantastic as um, Aziraphale and Crowley. And, you know, yeah, like we're dealing with like the potential Armageddon. Like that's what they're trying to prevent is the Antichrist starting mm. the Armageddon. So maybe some people might feel like, oh, I don't want to watch it. Um, but it's really, it's funny. It talks about just like belief systems and 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 all of them kind of coming together like with different belief systems. If they're believing in good and evil, they're believing in kind of some other thing and how do they interact with the world in light of that. Um, you've got witches, you've got angels and demons and um, yeah, it's just, it's so well written. I think anything that Neil Gaiman has his hands on, um, the, they're so well cast and well written that even if you haven't read the source material, it's worth watching it. So yeah, yeah. highly recommend Good Omens. Nice, 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 nice. I've seen the first episode, and yeah, it's 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 uh, it's definitely really really good. And I think that you the the casting is mm-hmm. like pretty much right on. Yeah. Um, and it's actually good to see David Tennant in a role other than his Jessica Jones role. because <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's so scary in that <laughs> and role. Doctor Who. Oh man, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish watching it. I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna do it. Um, Daryl. What is your number four? Number four. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say a whole lot about number four because I think it'll come up again. And if it doesn't, it's definitely going to come up again on our show in a little while. Mm. Um, and that's Onward. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that movie. Wonderful movie. It'll make you cry. It'll make you happy. It's adventurous and cool. Um, but we're going to dig deep into it on a show coming up in a few weeks here. So. I'm not going to say a whole lot now. I feel like that movie was like uniquely made for Daryl to cry, <laughs> especially of all, of all the people. Dude, the, the older I get, it seems like everything's uniquely made for Daryl. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I, 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 would, I would back that up and we don't have to get into it a lot. But like, if you haven't seen Onward yet, like Pixar just continues to hit it out of the park with their storytelling. And yeah, it's it's amazing it's really really good it's really really good so that's an excellent choice mike what's your number four my number four is uh again you can you can sort of uh, it's a franchise and everything that you want uh, on this franchise is available on cbs access and that Mm. is star trek nice uh they've got the original series they've got next generation they've got the animated series they've got d space nine they've got everything everything star trek that you could want uh and the newer shows too um, I don't watch Discovery. Uh, unfortunately, it's not my cup of tea. Um, but I did watch, you know, if you want to talk about new series, I did watch Picard. Mm. And uh, overall, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Mm. It was really, really well done. Um, and it was nice to see a lot of those characters back again because I'm a big Next Generation fan. Um, and that alone was was worth the uh, the price of CBS Access, although I did the free trial, so I didn't actually pay for it. Um but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's again, it's now a gr- is a great time to just uh, get uh, get into Star Trek again. Yeah, 
That's cool. I mean, what better thing, like, you know, what better, like, thing can you get into in this, in these days of doom and gloom with, <laughs> and looking at a more positive, you know, hopeful future? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point. I've never, I've never gotten super deep into the uh, Star Trek uh, series, but I know my wife was um, an avid watcher. Her and her dad would watch uh, The Next Generation all the time. So I think that we, she would be super into going back through that. And I think, isn't Next Generation also on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken? I think you're right. I think uh, Netflix does have a couple of the series. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they have all of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, CBS, as far as I know, they have everything. Like, So it's all in one place. But yeah, I think you can go get some of the other series and other platforms as well. Mm, that's cool. Very cool. Uh, and I think it's my turn for number four, isn't it? Um, at number four for me, I know uh, Sandra will probably watch this, I hope, because she got her <laughs> HBO. Um, oh, no, you actually got stars, so you're not going to be did. able to see this. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, as soon as you can watch the rest of this, because I know you didn't like the first episode, number four for me is Watchmen. And... I would have told you that if they had said we're going to renew Watchmen for a second season, um, by the way, it deserves a second season for every measure of a, of a quality of interest of all of those things. Um, I would have told you that I would be real nervous about it. And I almost think that you could ruin season one by having a second season. But as soon as they announced as Lindelof announced, like I refuse to do a second season because this is where it should end and where it's supposed to end. I'm like, first of all, Damon Lindelof, you've gone way up in my, in my favorite writer category for saying that and producer category, but also it is honestly Watchmen, the TV series on HBO is a work of art in its own right. Um, and it takes you on a journey that is unexpected, uh, incredibly deep, incredibly um, based on the human experience and also done really well with fantastic acting. So I just can't recommend Watchmen on HBO enough. It's really, really, really good. Um, anybody else seen it besides me? No. I really want to. I, it has not. It, it has escaped me, and it's one of the ones I want. I hope to rectify that soon. Yeah, I saw about three episodes of it, two and a half uh-huh. maybe. Uh huh. Um, and I, 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 we are not on the same page about it, so I didn't finish it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's too bad you're wrong. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> no, um, it, it is. I can live with that, David Spade. Whatever. You say. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is one of my favorite shows of all time and i just think it's it's just phenomenal so um let me see here let's go to our top three i'll start with you daryl um bring some bring some positivity what's your number three? Oh, this is not going to get that done this is <laughs> not going to bring positivity <laughs> well give us what you got <laughs> in, in fact i feel like my wife and i are the only ones that still watch this show because every time i bring it up everybody says oh i abandoned that years oh, ago i know what it is oh. yeah the, the walking dead yeah yeah. Oh. Um, i love the walking dead right now i think it's the best it has ever been i think it's way more interesting without rick grimes um did he die uh that's a good question sandra <laughs> <laughs> um no, he did not die. Everybody thinks he did. Everybody on the show thinks he did, except for one character who I won't give that away. Um, but uh, no, he's not dead. They're actually planning to make a movie based on him. Oh. Mm. Um, so he's not dead, even if everyone on the show thinks he is. 
Um, but it's just fascinating. Like, like Daryl, Daryl Dixon is kind of the main character now, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, and it's just, it's so much better than it's ever been. I think it's really interesting. And they're about to bring back a couple of key characters, but the, the one very frustrating thing is they did not finish making um, the finale of the current season before COVID hit. Mm. And so <laughs> they released the first 15 episodes and then we have to wait till later in the year for the finale because it's not quite done yet. Oh yeah. That's crazy. So, but everybody out there who thinks that as soon as Negan came in and killed Glenn, the walking dead's not worth watching anymore. Try it. Trust me. Mm. It is worth watching. Mm. I don't know if I can trust you anymore. <laughs> After your Watchmen comments. <laughs> oh, and uh, David Spade is in it now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's Daryl Dixon's buddy. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm into yeah. that show. He's zombie number 406. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He plays a character named Joe Dirt Exotic Dixon. So. <laughs> yeah. He's real snarky zombie. It's really yeah. weird, yeah. Uh, and he has a pet tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, now you're talking about a show I will watch. Um, Actually, Mike. there was a pet tiger on The Walking Dead. Was there really? Yeah, Ezekiel had a tiger. Oh, that's yeah. right. All right, I was still watching back then. Real quick about Walking Dead. I, I stopped mm. uh, after Rick's departure, um, and I have a bunch of them saved up in my DVR. I just haven't gone back and watched them since then. Uh, Do it. Uh, so It's, it's really it's, good. It's on my list. Uh, my number three, this one is really uh, old school, but I'm going back and rewatching these, and uh, uh, they are, they've been restored, or I should say they've been um, sort of bumped up to uh, high quality, and they've been, they're, they look better than they ever have. And, uh, you know, in these trying times, who more do we need than Batman? And Batman <laughs> the Animated Series <laughs> is available on DC Universe every single episode. It is the best Batman, uh, I think. Uh, bar, I, I, you know, Outside of no movies, TV shows, include whatever you want. It's the best Batman series. Mm. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, and they're fun to watch. Uh, you know, you can just watch one or two, uh, you know, uh, every so often. And uh, they're just great fun. Mm. Yeah, on last week's show... Uh, Nick Duke actually said the same thing. It was his, it was actually very, it was very informative to his development as a mm-hmm. person listening. They're watching that show. Yeah. So that's cool. And actually really cool. Priscilla was going to claim that, but because Nick went first, she went with the Simpsons. Uh, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah. Um, what's funny, um, Michael, is that you're saying that is the best Batman, but yes. yet when you judged the Batman nerd fight, I, I'm just stunned that I persuaded you. No, no, no. Lack of options. Lack of options. Nobody was arguing for Kevin Conroy. That's true. Nobody was arguing for Kevin Conroy. And I would really, have been with, if I we, was on that show. As, as we discovered with the nerd fights, it's not necessarily who's the best. It's who's the best presenter. Yeah. So that's a credit to you. Uh, but um, no, I, like I said, if, if, if the animated series, if Kevin Conroy was in that category, then I would have been, it would have been hard to sway me otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Cause this, yeah, it's solid. And what's, what's great about, you know, the DCU uh, app is that once you're finished with Batman, the anime series, then in this, the same people made the Superman animated series, they made justice league. Um, and so you, and you can just continue on and it just gets, it's just, it stays consistently awesome. Hmm. Hmm. 
That's very cool. Very cool. I haven't gotten into that enough, and I've always wanted to, and I'm just going to need to sit in front of the TV and just go through it all. So Do it. It's going to have to happen. <laughs> What's yours, Sandra? What comes in at uh, number, what are three? We on? number three? Yeah. yeah. So this is a movie based on a book um, that I read a, quite a few years ago. Um, the movie came out, I think, in 2016, and mm. that is The Girl with All the Gifts. G-I-F-T-S. No, uh, no gifts or gifs. Um, <laughs> so that is, we see like this new generation of zombies. So, they, and they, they actually don't call them zombies. They call them hungries. But, you know, it's set in this post-apocalyptic, like dystopian future, which, you know, you go in with that or not. It depends on if you're okay with that right now. Um, but, humans have caught this like fungus and it has turned them into these hungries and so they're all like pretty much all of humanity has turned into zombies except for these children um and you see like the few surviving humans adult humans and then the hungries these children who are are zombies um but they're they're aware, like they're able to talk and learn and, um, you know, appreciate art and story. And so they're not quite like the zombies we know and love and that we're, we're familiar with. So we see these humans and one who's like sympathetic toward one of the children and um, how they're trying to survive in this, in this future where the world is filled with zombies and this fungus that's still very much active and able to infect the remaining humans so it's just a really um great adaptation i enjoyed the book and uh the film is is a good fun watch on netflix Mm. nice nice i dig it um coming in at number three for me a show that i had not seen this show goes all the way back to, to uh 2012 actually and uh i did not realize it was aimed at people my age which is sort of weird because it's on disney plus and it seems like a kid's show but if you are an adult you will be laughing through this entire series and that is gravity falls on oh, disney it's plus so good. it's so good it's so good it's it's a full-on geek show i believe um the creators of this show were also involved in creating um, rick and morty which i haven't seen much of but probably get a little bit of a feel for some of the humor obviously rick and morty is for adults but like this is definitely for kids and um and it just is it's hilarious there's so many funny things in this show plus it's all surrounded in this mystery of this town that where all these crazy things are happening um it's really really good so i highly recommend gravity falls on disney plus and doesn't it have like ciphers or something I mean, it has like a lot of weird stuff. You, yeah, the whole way through it, you can be trying to figure out what other things are going on in the episodes, mm-hmm. like including like in the end credits or in the beginning credits. Like they'll switch things up, and there you've got things to figure out. I am I do not have the time to do that. So I, I'm oh, just a person yeah. that watched the show and thought it was hilarious. But yeah, you can get real into it if you want to. Yeah, they they're like um, cryptographs, but there's that. That triangle guy, um, yes, Cipher, Bill Cipher. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Him too. It's He's just, also hilarious. That was actually on my original list that I lost. Um, so yeah, thanks <laughs> nice. for mentioning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So endorsement from both Sandra and I. <laughs> um, that brings us to our number twos. Daryl, why don't you start with your number two first? 
All right. My number two is uh, has already been hinted at by Mike, and that's Picard. Mm. Um, I loved Picard. I actually, incidentally, I love uh, Discovery, too. I think Discovery and Picard, sorry, Mike, are my favorite Star Trek things that have ever come out. <laughs> I, I, find um, that, I find that people who weren't huge Star Trek fans say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, that's, so I wonder why people who are big Star Trek fans before that don't. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, so one of, the, one of the arguments that I've heard is because of the darkness, because they sort of, they punch holes in the utopian nature and the positive, uh, optimistic nature of Star Trek. Um, is technically true, but for me... And I, I wouldn't call myself like a diehard Trek fan from before, but I did watch the majority of every series. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot of Deep Space Nine, which, from what I hear, is a mistake, and I should watch more of it. So, good. Um, but um, so I did watch a lot of it, and I really enjoyed uh, the original cast movies when I was a kid. Um, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country has a special place in my heart. I've always really liked that movie. Um, so I was a fan, but I just find the storytelling in these new versions to be so compelling. And then Picard sort of wraps everything up in a lovely bow because you get that compelling storytelling, but with characters that you, characters and actors that you already love, you know, you have Patrick Stewart and you have, uh, Jonathan Frakes. And so uh, I thought Picard was just wonderful i can't wait for season two mm. nice very cool yeah it was very uh you know what we're doing a show on that pretty soon i think you should be invited to that <laughs> hit me up i will be there <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing a show on watchman daryl you want to be on that oh. nope <laughs> <laughs> if somebody hooks me up with a password i'll do well it. <laughs> i mean i don't know you always like differing viewpoints so if you want that much of a challenge yeah. i'm sure i'm up for it yeah that's true <laughs> So, Daryl, why are you so negative about this? Um, Wait, would I have to watch the rest of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, you would have to watch the rest of it. I'm, I'm out. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to go next on their number two? How about you, Mike? Uh, my number two. Okay, so all these ones that most of the ones I've been talking about are going back and watching classic stuff. I don't have a lot of like, hey, this is still on. This is new uh, on my list. Mm. But uh, my number two is something that actually uh, new episodes are coming out every week. And it is one of my favorite shows of the maybe ever, uh, actually. Mm. Um, and that is Westworld. Oh. Uh, I am a Westworld junkie. I love it, love it, love it. I think about it obsessively. Um, uh, it is, yeah, it is, it blows my mind. It is a uh, solid storytelling by, uh, two of the smartest showrunners that I think have ever, uh, done a show. Um, it is just amazing and mm. I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Wow. I, I started Westworld. I really enjoyed it. My wife wasn't into it as much and I just didn't finish it. And every time I see anybody from the ESO network, like publish something about it whether it's you or bobby nash or anybody else over there that's in that group i'm always like oh, i really want to watch that <laughs> uh, I, love I, I love it i understand that you know um you know some people fell off after the second season mm. uh the second season they tried to do i think they were a little too ambitious mm. um and the third season they've really mixed things up so um 
but I love the fact that they take chances. This show uh, is not afraid to to go out there, and sometimes it's not as successful as it, it could be. But they're at least trying. They're mm. they're they're trying to achieve something more, something we've never seen before. And uh, I just love that spirit. Um, even if you don't like the stories and maybe some of the characters turn you off or whatever, it's one of the best produced series that I've ever seen as far as the special effects, locations, the direction, the, the soundtrack. Everything is just beautiful in this show. Mm, that's awesome. I just, yeah, I don't need to finish it. Shannon, what about you? What is your uh, number two? Okay, so I have, I have a, a little... Side note, I forgot to mention in my honorable mentions the Walt Disney shorts on Netflix. Oh. Those are so great. And it was funny because um, we always think of Pixar shorts. Yeah. But the Walt Disney Animation Studio, their shorts are actually pretty awesome too. And mm. oh, what is that one called? I think it's called like Matchstick Girl or something. Mm. Um, that short, um, my daughter and I were watching it. And I looked over at her and she was like with tears and I was kind of like doing some laundry and everything. And I'm like, wait, what happened? So then I paid attention to it. And then I started crying. So we're both crying. <laughs> my, my husband walks in and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't even explain it because I was, I was crying. So Daryl, you got to watch that one because it's going to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, uh, I might've seen it. Oh, so sweet. I've seen most of those. Yeah. I, I had missed that one, even though I had seen, I feel like I see all of the shorts. I missed all of those um, Walt Disney Animation Studio ones. So, Is that on the collection that has like the Frozen one yeah. and, and the Paul? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, is that, does um, that one um, also have the, uh, what is it called? Paper or something like that? The one with the paper airplanes? Might. Oh, that, that one's really good. I've seen yeah. that one. That one is amazing. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So that's my little side note. So my number two is and you're going to be maybe surprised that this is only at two um mm. and that is on stars the whole reason i got it is for american <laughs> gods oh yeah nice nice <laughs> it is it's so deep i i just i love neil gaiman his pieces and i feel like his stuff comes with such a wealth of knowledge um that when he is creating these characters He's creating them based on myth, based on theology. I mean, he's pulling from history mm. and and bringing these characters to life. Um, so what I love about American Gods is we have all of these gods of old and new and how they would engage with the world, how they would engage with each other, and how they would kind of battle against each other the old and the new, which is fascinating. Like just to think of all these old gods from old world, you know, like old country, right? Mm-hmm. What happens to those gods when their people come to the new country and their God becomes media, their God becomes uh, technology, their God becomes, you know, whatever, like how, how does that happen? What happens to these gods? Mm. Um, and how do they engage the world after that? You know, so it's mm. it's just it's just such a, a fascinating show, and it is so deep. Um, so yeah, that is my number two. Yeah, I'll say this too. I think that both the book and the show that premise, the premise that 
human beings, what they choose to believe in and what they choose to basically spend their time worshiping yep. becomes so realized that it impacts, that it basically brings beliefs to life is one of the best premises of a story in modern history. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just don't, um, the way, the how he came up with that idea, I don't always think that he... I don't always think he executes on the premise as much as the premise is like core. And so even if there's like an off episode or even if there's a part of the book where you're like, okay, this is not my favorite part of the book, it doesn't really matter overall because you need to be working your way through it because the whole thing is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would definitely double down on that. Obviously it made my list, but yeah, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic. Let me, let me ask both of you um, because uh, I watched the first series and I really enjoyed it. I heard such bad things about the second series. I haven't watched the second series. Is it, is it worth it? I haven't made my way through the second series. So we um, had stars and then we didn't have stars. So um, I don't know. I can't tell you. I didn't finish it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So I would say that it is fairly, I had heard all of those things as well. Um, and I did some research on it actually. And, and Sandra and I will be <laughs> surprise, doing a show. Surprise. Yeah, Sandra and I will be doing a show on American Gods, so we'll we'll figure out the timing and stuff. But um, I was surprised because this show has had a very troubled history, even before um, HBO was involved at one point in time. Then they completely changed their showrunners, and we'll talk about that on the show when when Sandra and I talk about it. But um, I would tell you that it is almost an uh, imperceptible change between season one and season two you you won't even know that it's that it's different it, it's mm. pretty seamless I, season two is not as good because i don't think that they had a really good idea i thought that they were going to end i know season three is going beyond the books i thought that season two would end the book and it doesn't and I was really surprised by that it has a very much of a if you watch the boys you know that the last episode of the boys you're like you didn't resolve anything <laughs> like um it's the same it's the exact same thing with with season two it's it, I, which i was surprised by because i thought they were going to wrap it up and they did not so um so that was be the only criticism i make besides like a few of the things being maybe a little slower in season two than season one um was but it's i would say it's pretty seamless between the two and it's worth watching for sure cool yeah yeah, that's cool. I'm glad we spent some time on that because that's that's a fantastic show. I think I'm the only one left for the um, my number two, and I've mentioned this before. A lot of people have seen this, but if you do a little bit of research on this film, what you realize is that the year this film was released, a lot of people didn't see it when it came out. This film is phenomenal. It's set in the right time period for me. It is a really fun film. I actually was going to talk about it on the podcast. I, I actually watched it and went, there's really not that many deep questions in this film. It's just a good film. <laughs> um, and that is The Rocketeer, which is on oh, Disney+. Plus. so good. <laughs> the Rocketeer is amazing. I just can't say enough good things about it. It's a fun film. It's, it's not a perfect film by any means, um, but I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, please go watch The Rocketeer because you will have a fantastic time. So that comes in at number two for me. Which means we're into our number ones. Who wants Ooh. to go first with their number one film? 
I'm down. All right, Sandra, let's see it. Let's hear it. So nobody's mentioned this platform, and I'm super excited about this platform. I feel like it's going to be the next big thing. So we're talking about it April 2020. So a year from now, you'll be like, oh, Sandra called it. Um, <laughs> and this is on Quibi. Mm. So I was like, what the heck is Quibi? I kept seeing all these you know, commercials for it. And we have T-Mobile, so it's free. It's free with T-Mobile. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to check it out then. Um, so if you have T-Mobile, get it because it's free. Um, but anyway, so it has a bunch of different shows, really super short form, which is kind of how people are, are digesting um, videos these days, like anything longer than like 10 minutes. Oh, it's so long, right? So um, here's this collection of different shows and um, they're really short. So w- one of them that I'm really excited about, and this is my number one, um, uh, it is 50 States of Fright. Mm. So I don't know if you've heard about it, but surprise, surprise, it's a horror anthology. Um, and the so Sam Raimi is involved. I think he's like um, maybe an executive producer, but he directs the first episode called Golden Arm. And it's... Um, it's a short story, but it's broken up into three pieces. So collectively, it's maybe about 20 minutes. Um, wonderful show. Um, it has, uh, I think, is it Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's in it, and it's just, I loved the first episode. I'm waiting for more episodes to come out. But Sam Raimi, who, of course, we know and love from Evil Dead, and a bunch of other things, um, but uh, that I'm so excited about, and I feel like it's super easy, especially for anyone who is really busy. You know, some of these shows are about an hour long, like some of the shows on our lists are about an hour right, long, right. or even a half hour. Sometimes we don't have that if we've got our jobs are still intact, we've got kids at home who mm-hmm. aren't in school, we have to homeschool them. It's really hard to find, you know half hour even so everyone's got to go to the bathroom or you know <laughs> the kids got to take a quick nap or something right so you couldn't like um crank out an episode you know about five six maybe eight minutes um you know you can get that in and each of the three um for this this one story golden arm they were intact if i had stopped at the first one i would have been like okay wow that I mean, I don't have a conclusion, but it still ended really strongly where I could Mm. say I'll come back to this versus Mm. kind of pausing a show. Um, And I can't wait. It's going to be going through every single state um, and we'll get to see kind of like these these myths or these stories, you know, those stories, like campfire stories of, oh, this happened. So it it definitely has like a a Tales from the Crypt vibe, which I'm really excited Mm. about. I love like all of the shows that I, I hold near and dear to my heart, which might sound scary to you, Jay, but they're, they're (laughs) these horror anthologies where you get to see these short stories. It's not even the same cast. So that's like Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, Tales from the Crypt. Um, Oh, what was that other one? Outer Limits. Um, Mm. and now this one, 50 States of Fright, I'm so excited about, I can't wait for more. What I've seen so far, I was like, it was like one 30 in the morning and I was like, yeah, I love this. I can't wait to tell Nick. (laughs) Cause Nick, (laughs) he considers Evil Dead one of his favorite films. So, um, yeah, it's just the right, it's totally my jam. 
So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And by the way, uh, in regards to horror, I just had a conversation with Caleb Monroe. Um, yeah. And the, the first episode of it came out today. The fourth episode is the one where we talk about horror, and he talks about how some people in his life are like, "Why would you ever like write yeah. horror?" And I, <laughs> I don't particularly like horror myself, just because I'm it it. I just can't deal with it very well. I have, I have nightmares, but I will tell you as a genre, I think it's absolutely critical that horror is a genre oh, that yeah, you should completely. invest in. Yeah. So, so my, my anti horror is only cause I can't handle it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's my personal weakness. That was what it's coming from. I have a story about Caleb and cause we, we were talking about horror movies and, you know, depending on your perspective, like maybe that's not, that's not a good and, um, you know, noble thing to spend your time on, right? And mm, I, I understand mm. that, so I'm not trying to like mock that. That's just not where I come from. Um, and so Caleb, you know, knowing that I like horror, he gave me an article called like "God Loves Monsters" or "God Loves Horror Movies," and you should nice. too, or something like that. And I, <laughs> I think he gave me that article as well. Yeah, I got, yeah. And I had it with like my work stuff, and I accidentally submitted like all of my credit card like statement you know because for my my company card i submitted all of my receipts with the article (laughs) that's awesome and i was like oh my god because i found it on my desk with a note like what was this (laughs) so i have to thank caleb for that yeah you're like um i'm explaining my receipts with this article. i know <laughs> don't be horrified you should love horror this god wants you to some of the purchases. <laughs> exactly exactly uh all right uh mike how about your uh your number one okay so yes yeah, so particularly the top five i looked at these by um by saying okay you know in this day and age not only right now but certainly you know current to the future we're gonna have to decide on which streaming services we want right because there's just so many so um so i went with you know obviously britbox for what would i, I you know these are the ones i can't live without britbox for doctor who cbs for star trek mm. hbo for westworld dc universe for batman the animated series and of course there's other stuff as well but for my number one disney plus Disney Plus is the number one streaming service for me. Mm. And sure, I love all the Disney content. That's amazing. But to me, it's the plus that counts. And the plus is Star Wars. Mm. If there was just a streaming service for Star Wars content, which there could be, um, I would sign up for that. Um, And, you know, so it's got, you know, all the movies, of course, except for, you know, I think what? One of them? Just one, right? I think they're just missing one or two, right? Yeah, I think they I don't ha- know if Solo's on there yet. Solo, um, I don't think Solo's on there yet, and I'm not... They got Last, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Well, I think they got it, actually. I think they got it about a month ago, if I'm not mistaken. But I could gotcha. be wrong. I could be wrong. So, um, but you got all the movies, and I'm, I'm surprised at how many people that uh, I know who love, 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 love Star Wars have never watched Clone Wars, mm. have never watched Rebels. And, uh, you know, Mandalorian is, is what it is. Uh, and we're getting an eight-part documentary series starting in May. So there's more Mandalorian content coming, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, um, they're still cranking out right now uh, Clone Wars episodes. So uh, I'm all about that. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And uh, to me, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you need to watch at least both, uh, like both of those series, because mm. I think, uh, especially now that 
uh, we see that going forward, um, it does count and they matter. Like mm. the stuff that's in the Mandalorian, there's so much there from Rebels and Clone Wars that uh, it's building off of. So, so all of this is within uh, current continuity and does matter and is good, entertaining stuff. I mean, I, I love those shows. Yeah. And, and if I were making just the top 10 streaming services things to watch, I think Mandalorian is almost for sure my number one. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's just it, so it, good. I I can't I couldn't put Mandalorian as my number one because like everybody's seen it and exactly you know, it's like it was exactly. one of those things. It's like really you know and and sure and in the no excuse needed to rewatch it. Yeah, but exactly. uh, the fact that you know I am constantly watching, uh, I give them credit because both you know with everything they've got within the universe and all the behind the scenes stuff because they've got some nice special bonus material. That's for Star Wars fans as well on Disney Plus. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you've got to have that streaming service. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's where that's where Gravity Falls is, which came in at my number three. True, um, and it's got a bunch of Marvel stuff, and then on yep. top of that, uh, <laughs> yes. we'll have more Marvel stuff hopefully this year. Um, uh-huh. And if you're into the parks, they have a, oh, the a Imagineering bunch of, story oh, is so good. One of my favorite series of all time. So good, so good, so good. Great, uh, it great. Made me, it made me question all my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing with my? With my I'm life like, right why? Now? I should have. I should have wanted to become Imagineer all my yeah. life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and by the way, I have the Disney Plus app open right now, and Solo is on there, and so is Last Jedi. So you can even watch oh, wow. those. So now. they've got they've got everything. Yeah, they've got everything. It's pretty impressive. Um, Daryl, what is your number one? My number one is a show that I found probably a couple weeks ago, hmm. and <clears throat> there is absolutely nothing about this show that did not catch me off guard <laughs> like the storytelling the music the casting like i said before that i'm not a big fan of parks and rec so if you show me a sci-fi show starring nick offerman i'm gonna be like yeah i'm not that interested in it mm. but i decided to try it out and it's unbelievable it's a show called devs mm. oh. ah, i heard about that one it's on hulu and it is insane it's it's so hard to describe. Um, um, devs means developers, and it's about this tech company that has made this insane breakthrough and kind of the realities of it and how it affects people and sort of this one specific character's story through it. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it away, but it is unbelievably cool. And the um, finale episode for it uh, goes up, I believe, tonight at midnight. Hmm. Um, it, there's eight episodes, so the eighth episode is coming up tonight. And um, I was trying to convince my wife to stay up late and watch it. I don't think I'm <laughs> going to be successful, so we'll have to we'll watch it tomorrow. But, uh, dude, it's crazy. Hmm. It's so good. It says hmm. it's a thriller, like drama, sci-fi, thriller. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. I've heard of it. It's a great companion piece, or I don't want to make it sound like it's subpar, but uh, to Westworld, like it, it, a lot of the same themes mm. about um, the future and what's real and 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 all of that kind of stuff uh, is is plays out in devs as well. So I'm very curious about that. Yeah, that sounds right. I haven't seen Westworld, but I would say all those things are true. So when which which service did you say that was on, Daryl? It's on Hulu. It's an FX show that's on Hulu. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's why I was. That's why I haven't been able to watch it. 
I don't have Hulu. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I want to check that out whenever it comes out on Netflix <laughs> or Disney Plus, baby. If um, it ever does, it, I don't know. It, if it won't. <laughs> it definitely won't. Disney won't let Netflix have anything these days. I'm sure. Um, so my number one, I recently went and rewatched this. And I can't say enough good stuff about this film. I think this film is its one of my favorite films of all time. It's, it's very much slept on. People don't realize that it's actually a geek film because it's not set in a place in or in a time that you would assume that it, that it would be a geek film. Because it's technically it's set in like 1920s, 30s um, Chicago and Illinois area. And... Um, it has our COVID-free buddy Tom Hanks in it, <laughs> and it's Road to Perdition, which is based oh. on a graphic novel, which makes it geek. And Road to Perdition is just one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, I rewatched that, and I rewatched Minority Report, which is a Steven Spielberg, um, Tom Cruise thriller, science fiction thriller. And I went, you know, one of these holds up, and it's not Minority Report. I mean, Minority Report is great, don't get me wrong, but Road <laughs> to Perdition is like in my opinion, a masterpiece of filmmaking and the way that they do the visuals, the way that they do the characters. It's just, it's just awesome. So highly recommend road to perdition and it is on Netflix right now. Anything else that you guys want to throw out there that people should check out? I mean, anything that's a hidden gem that you're like, people wouldn't know about this, but it's awesome. Well, this is not a geek film, but you said earlier that it was hard to find Josh Hartnett stuff. That was good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, <laughs> check check out a movie called Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, oh yeah. Not seven, Slevin with an L. I feel like I've seen that. That's with Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. Such a good movie. I would add. So this is in Hulu Land, uh, Jay. So you're not going to know, but High Fidelity, which has Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. and it's I'm okay. So I love music. I love love music. I always say that like playlists that's my love language and um the character she's gone through a breakup and so now she's going through like all of the history of breakups and like music is a huge part of that and she's in new york which is like my favorite city so that it's not geek but that is a great show um it's just it's just life in like the 20s 30s um uh, age not 1920s or 30s um, and uh, but that one isn't geek one that is I call it geek because it's in a world where it's in a normal world but the main character has a weird power wow. um, and that is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist I've talked about it on uh, other podcasts it's something that I've been watching it's ongoing um, right now it's in first it's first season so you are not far behind Um, But it's this woman who has the ability to kind of hear people's inner, inner pains or Mm. inner, inner thoughts through song. So again, here's like the theme of music, right? So um, she's able to hear, you know, when maybe a a friend is um, presenting as happy, but there's something going on that where they're actually really depressed. And so that helps her then engage with people because she hears their heart song. And, um, it's just so neat to see that, um, and to see like the choreography and like, it's kind of like a little bit of La La Land. Um, I don't know. It's just a really funny show. Um, Mm. I enjoy it and it's different, different from something like 
uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend, which had a lot of singing and dancing, um, because it's with it's considered a power and so she's she has to choose whether she's going to use that power to actually help people um mm. so yeah that's a pretty cool show i like it all right cool cool anything else from you mike there's uh you know there's a lot of stuff out there um i, I mean i feel like in some ways i barely scratched the surface but um i certainly don't have um a a lack of anything to watch that's for sure <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thanks to all the streaming <laughs> services that are out there geek or otherwise you know yeah absolutely there's just way too much i mean i had to narrow my list down on stuff we hadn't talked about before because i'm like well how else am i gonna parse this there's so much good stuff out here we had one fan submission it came from jim baldwin he has a top 10. They were in no particular order. So I'm going to read them off in no particular order. He says, go and watch Eureka. Go and watch Warehouse 13, Future Man, Star Trek, all the movies and the TV. So obviously uh, Mike Gordon talked about that. But he says, not the movie Generations. <laughs> and he's a, he's a Star Trek expert, so he would know. Also, go watch Tron, which I totally agree with. Tron is amazing. And Tron Legacy, its sequel, is also fantastic. Creature from the Black Lagoon, which we have heard about on the Universal Monsters podcast, which makes me want to go back and rewatch that too. Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis. I, I, I want to get more into Stargate. I want to get more into that, so I'll see about that. Leviathan, Leviathan and Evolution. So those are Jim's top 10 in no particular order. And that's it for today's show. Special thanks again to Michael Gordon, Daryl Smith, and Sandra Demas for joining us. Obviously, uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but Mike Gordon is the author of Tiki Zombie, the, the whole comic book series. Definitely go support all of your comics creators right now. It is a tough time during this COVID-19 crisis and a lot of support, a lot of the uh, writers and illustrators need your support. Um, so please go do that for Mike. Go buy some Tiki Zombie comics and support the ESO network. I got to be a guest like Mike talked about on their show on Godless. It's not a geek show. It is a Western, but I really had a fun time with Mike and Ashley and it will be available on the ESO network's Patreon channel. Coming up next week to the Story Geeks Podcast, we're digging back into our series on the most impactful geek movies to your hosts, to the Story Geeks hosts. So tune back in next week to hear us talk about that. Don't miss that show or any of our upcoming shows. Subscribe today on your preferred podcast provider. Also, a really quick shout out. Um, I've been doing little short segments. You heard me talk about this last week. Um, for what movies and TV shows are being released on streaming or coming out in the theaters when the theaters reopen. And I've been doing that for three different shows. Just want to give them a special shout out and thank you. The OC Drive Time Show. You can hear me on that show. You can hear me on the Literary License Show. I think a lot of story geeks will like that show, so go check that show out. And you can also hear me on the CG Social Show. I just do a really quick segment, but I am uh, appreciative to all of those shows for letting me do that. Also, make sure you join the Story Geeks Facebook group and check out all of our VIP tiers in our Story Geeks Club. That's how you can support us. We are actually... We, we really do need the support. Um, we're trying to make it through this pandemic as much as possible. So uh, if you can support us, that'd be awesome. You can support us at patreon.com slash the story geeks. Thanks for listening. And as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth.
I mentioned the Story Geeks Club. Here are some of the awesome supporters who support us at the $5 a month amount or more. Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Justin Weaver, Mary Baldwin, Wade Johnson, Jim Baldwin, Kimberly Lujeau, Monte Thigpen, Nick Prokop, and Connie Moe. We appreciate all the members of the Story Geeks Club, even those we haven't mentioned by name. If you would like to support the show by joining the Story Geeks Club and signing up for one of our VIP tiers, please head over to thestorygeeks.com.